0: And load. This is Steve Dace, The
1: Steve Day Show.
2: And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to The Steve Day Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I'm mostly Steve Dace, fighting the annual sinus infection as we speak. And I'd like to be able to rely on my capable crew here but erzin you've informed me todd that uh you are doing the same i got something in fact i probably caught it for you from you so i'm just going to blame you i knew you would even though i get this every year whether you're here or not i'm exactly. just exactly i'm just going to blame you anyway
1: aaron how are you feeling um i'm i'm good i say hello
2: good because you might have to carry the old men here today but
1: How is that different? I was was just going to say it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say it. And it was going to sound better coming from me than from you. You know... (laughs) Sort of a you know less defiant, yeah. disobedient, yeah. disrespectful,
1: but well you it's know all right. I have world uh, award-winning, worldwide-renowned humility, so it, it doesn't really matter if it comes.
2: Indeed, from I me. think we have said before, no one is more humble than you. Yep, I mean you crush them. You you absolutely crush humility. I, I would agree with you on that. Sure. Can, can yeah.
3: you imagine if if we pull this off and do this for maybe another twenty years, how pathetic and flemmy this show may end up sounding like then? I mean, remember Grumpy Old Man. Jack Lemon and um, Walter Matthau. Oh, we,
2: we may have something there. If 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 we last that long, let's face it, we're all going to be that. We're go- we're all going to be surprised, yeah. right? Yeah. If if we last that long, either in and amongst ourselves or on a platform, <laughs> I think we're we're, we're going to be surprised. 888-900, and, and the audience as well. 888 3393 is the number. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. That's D-E-A-C-E for those of you listening on Blaze Radio or Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Show. Coming up on today's program, we're going to talk to one of the last journalists left in America, uh, and he's going to help us. Uh, get uh, informed on what's happening in the Iowa caucuses and how that might impact the national presidential race. That's coming up at the bottom of the hour. We've got fake news or not, as we typically do on a Tuesday pop culture Tuesday. I'm going to take a page out of Aaron's playbook and let one of our listeners provide the content because one of our listeners, Todd Saffel has sent us a list. If if the 2020 Democrat presidential, or if current political events, I'm sorry, if current political candidates were sporting events, that's, and this list is great, and, and we're going to have some fun with this with Pop Culture Tuesday, if I can actually speak. Uh, that's coming up in the second hour of the program, but before we get to all of those zany hijinks, we must, of course, begin with Aaron's rundown with what happened while we were away.
1: What Happened While We Were Away, brought to you by Breaking a Rule. Whenever a story arises where one side of the political divide uses a single child to prop up as their mascot for whatever their pet cause is, as a rule, I do my best to avoid talking about whatever story that is here on The Montage. However, in the past couple of months, the infamy of one Greta Thunberg has grown, Thunberg is a 16-year-old Swedish girl with Asperger's who made repeated international headlines recently for her transatlantic voyage from Plymouth, United Kingdom to New York City to raise awareness of so-called climate change. Yesterday, she gave a speech at the United Nations, and we're going to watch it.
4: This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, We are in the beginning of a mass extinction and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Because if you really understood the situation and still kept on failing to act, then you would be evil and that I refuse to believe. The popular idea of cutting our emissions in half in 10 years only gives us a 50% chance of staying below 1.5 degrees and the risk of setting off irreversible chain reactions beyond human control.
1: She seems like a very happy young girl looking forward to a bright and wonderful future. So nice to see. Also, if you need any further evidence that the climate crazies and climate change whatever is a cult, well, a bunch of Swiss held a funeral for a glacier the other day.
4: Grieving for a glacier. Today Switzerland's Pizol Glacier was declared officially dead a worrying sign environmentalists believe of the threat from climate change to the fragile alpine environment.
1: The challenge to every human being is so great that we need the help of heaven. Moving on, President Trump also spoke at the United Nations yesterday, this time about religious liberty.
0: Today, with one clear voice, the United States of America calls upon the nations of the world to end religious persecution. America stands with believers in every country who ask only for the freedom to live according to the faith that is within their own hearts. As president, protecting religious freedom is one of my highest priorities and always has been.
1: Mitt Romney tweeted yesterday, If the president asked or pressured Ukraine's president to investigate his political rival, either directly or through his personal attorney, it would be troubling in the extreme, critical for the facts to come out. In response to that, Trump tweeted out this video. I just can't believe you're going to lose. Yeah.
2: Barack Obama will be re-elected President of the United States. Plan B, Plan C, Plan D are now gone. And so you start looking at the Romney math and you're saying, well then, what's Plan E? Tears in a gloomy atmosphere as supporters left the convention center in Boston following Romney's concession speech. That was a race, I have to say, folks, that should have been won. I wouldn't call anything encouraging for Hillary Clinton at the moment, to be
1: honest with you, my friend. Hillary Clinton has called Donald Trump... ...to concede the race. President of the United States of America, Donald Trump. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, Cool troll, bro. Don't endorse him next time.
4: Genial troll, hermano.
1: No lo respaldes la próxima vez. Checking in on Joe Biden. Well, in Iowa, the unemployment rate is 2.5%. People say they are employed in Iowa and their small businesses are growing... I they, pick were, they, were employed
0: before he, they were employed before he got elected.
2: The president won by 10 percentage points in well, Iowa. I'm not
0: suggesting he didn't win by 10 percentage points. What I'm suggesting is he's not the reason for that employment rate being down.
2: But why he should inherited. people want to make a change, though? Well, that's up to them to decide. Why should they?
0: It's for them to decide.
2: We'll make your case.
1: I'm not going to. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee demonstrates why there's very little respect for the gun grabbers.
2: Held an AR 15 in my hand. I wish I had it. It is as heavy as 10 boxes that you might be moving. Uh, And the bullet that is utilized, a 50 caliber, these kinds of bullets uh, need to be licensed and do not need to be on the street.
1: Now, half of you are laughing right now, but for the other half, an AR 15 doesn't use a 50 caliber bullet. It uses a 223. For reference, here's a comparison 50 caliber. Just a bit outside. He tried to corner and missed. According to some newly released government data, 7 million people have quit food stamps since 2016. The number of people on food assistance is now just over 36 million, down from 42 million a few years ago. And finally, the uber-progressive city of Portland, Oregon, recently unveiled its plan for a multi-million dollar water filtration system to avoid probably the next Flint crisis. Here's the plan, though. The super SMRT smart people of Portland, Oregon, and their city government forgot one thing. The pipes. And that's what happened while we were away.
2: Were they kicking it old school with some aqueducts?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Just do, do like the Romans do. <laughs>
2: But let's put those people in charge of everything, right? Yes, let's have them run our lives. Yes, smart, smrt, as Aaron said. Aaron's montage brought to you by our friends over at Swiss America, who want you to know that if if you're looking for ways, I mean, did you see that in his montage? We've put seven million people have left food stamps in the last few years. It's a lot of people. That's a lot. I mean, that's twice. That's more than twice it's about twice the population of Iowa. What are we, three and a half million or yep. thereabouts? So yeah, that's twice the population of our state. Um, that's a lot of people. You know, under Obama, we had more people on food stamps than the total population of Spain. All right, so understand when you're dealing with a fake news media that looks at a stat like that and says, and that's exactly why we need to conjure up a recession. If you're out there looking for alternatives to, you know, um, immune you, uh, from what uh, fake news and scheming politicians are attempting to do to your wealth, that's smart. I mean, that shows you're an independent thinker. You're nobody's sheeple, right? But if you're going to do that, why not go with th- what has been uh, tried, true, tested for eons now? And that's gold. Instead of uh, you know going with cryptocurrencies or bitcoins or other things that are very capricious in nature, Um, why not go with where the smart, savvy, successful people have been insulating themselves from the signs of the times from almost the beginning of time? And if you want to learn more about this, your number one gold advisor is Swiss America. Right now at SwissAmerica.com, they want to give you a free DVD and report called The Timeless Truth About Gold. When you go to their website, SwissAmerica.com, ask about or check out the website look for the timeless truth about gold or when you call them at 800-289-2646 you can ask them about hey how do i get a copy of that it's the timeless truth about gold hey it's smart to not be gambling with manufactured economies but you know instead don't gamble with your alternative either go find your shall we say safe space all right swissamerica.com all right, let's get to what is in Aaron's montage. You know, I want to I reset what I said about a year ago with David Hogg, okay? I don't know if my voice will allow me to do it today. It's a trap, all right? You, it, stop arguing with children. In general, in life, it is bad advice to argue down. It's, you know, it, you only get so much time on this earth to begin with. I mean, when, when someone comes at me, I will literally look at their Twitter following. And if it's inconsequential, unless it, I can use them to make a point to my following, I, I just ignore them. And then if they keep coming at me, I just put them on mute so I'm not tempted to argue down. Don't punch down. 16-year-old children don't talk like that. This child's, been, this child's been brainwashed. And the whole point of this is to use, this is what cults do. On one hand, we can sacrifice a child we don't want. That child has no singular value, meaning value in and of themselves. They have, they have no singular value. Their only value comes into play when we want them. And then once we've done a fine job of programming them with our groupthink so they'll spew it out when they open their mouths, now suddenly they're infallible symbols of sincerity. This is an unwinnable argument. You, can, you only lose it. You, you, you lose it by merely having it, entertaining it, attack the adults for brainwashing a child into believing That their life is about to end. But going after the kid, I I just think it's a terrible strategy. It It didn't end well for anybody that did it with David Hogg. Just wait till he turns 18. You know? To quote the great prophets over at Winger, she's only 16, okay? Just wait. Wait for a couple of years. Wait until she turns 18. And then you say whatever the hell you want. But, but this is a trap. And I'm watching people. I saw this apparently. This happened to Michael Knowles on Fox News last night. All right, now you got Fox News who is dis, you know, um, uh, who's disavowing Michael Knowles' comments. That's the whole point of this. The whole point of this is to set people up to fail. She's not persuading anybody. And you know how many people you're going to persuade by attacking her? Even fewer. Or responding on any level. I don't even necessarily think what Michael Knowles said was an attack. It was just responding to her. But the point is, they're using, these are mascots. When you're coming out of the tunnel to play a football game, at Camp Randall and Bucky the Badger, Rolls over to you and starts talking smack. Would it be smart for the guy in the visiting uniform to slug Bucky Badger in the face and get kicked out of the game before the actual game has begun? That's is, a
1: great analogy. Is
2: that what we should do here? Or if I'm going to go to if I'm going to go to Kinnick Stadium, all right? And Herky is I'm walking through the visitors tunnel. I'm coming out to the field for warmups, and Herky is running smack. Should I slug Herky before the game begins? And I'm kicked out of the game before the, the game that actually matters has begun. If the mascot is triggering you, that's a
1: you problem. Yeah,
2: I, I am. I, tell me, is there another angle to this I'm missing? What, what, how could, and even if you disagree with me that it's okay to argue with kids, if you're one of those people that says, hey, they want to put their kids out there, you're just, you know what, man, I'm, I'm just never going to sign up with enabling um using our kids like that I'm just not signing up for it. And so if you're okay with it we're always going to because they're going to increasingly do this. Obviously, cuz they see we keep falling for the banana in the tailpipe whenever it happens. So they're going to keep doing this. Because that kid is a far more sympathetic figure than the the gender confused moron uh, tiptoeing through the streets of San Francisco on his on a climate alarmism rally as he litters the streets with glitter. The video you had yesterday. That was Washington. D. Washington, C. thank you. Yeah. That person is, 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 is who this movement really is and it's just not a sympathetic face. So they got to go get some kid that they've brainwashed and, and put them in front of the camera as well. Even if you disagree with me and you think those kids are fair game and I'm never going along with that. I'm just, I'm never doing it. Period. But even if you disagree with me, I fail to see how you can win. Tell me then what winning is. Tell me what is winning when adults go on national television and attack children. Tell me, tell me that you're not actually falling for the very tactic that they're utilizing. So, Todd, tell me I'm wrong. Oh, you're
3: not wrong. I would just say that the response I'm largely seeing is that this is this is child abuse. make it stop. I'm it, okay with all of that. It, it's uncomfortable. Yep. Well, actually, it, I, they're not wrong, but this continues to be a conservative reaction to things like that. and it's not understanding the mind of a, mo- you know, progressivism is child abuse baby-killing, transgenderism, this. It's not just going to go away. So you don't fight it by taking on the kid head-on, but it's about time, instead of just celebrating, yay, Chick-fil-A's profits have doubled since 2000. It's good. I, it's a light in the darkness. But can we, you know, and we step over the bodies laying on the sidewalk in Toronto because we think they're ridiculous, because they are, to get our chicken. But do we mobilize that on any other front? Because this movement is coming for everything, sooner or later, and you have got to start realizing that this prop, it is, I like the Bucky Badger analogy, I absolutely do, but it's much more lethal than that, and it's much more important than the game, and you've got to start retaking land before it comes to this, and they corner you like this, they can corner you like this because you never take territory. Could you surrender and other your issues. schools, your
2: colleges, yes. all of your systems? Wake up! All of your public institutions have all been surrendered or have been taken over by the left with rarely a shot fired. They do this to you right.
3: because they realize your game sucks. Improve your game everywhere you have to, or else.
2: You know, one of the reasons when I was a kid, people forget how great of a basketball player Bill Lambeer was. Led the NBA in rebounding a couple of times, was a multiple all-star, um, you know, played on uh, teams that won back-to-back NBA championships. People forget he was a very accomplished player because what do they remember? How he provoked you, right? And, and one of the reasons he would do that is because one of the reasons that he tried to provoke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Larry Bird and Robert Parrish one of the re- and Charles Barkley. One of the reasons why he tried to provoke those guys is I said Bill Lamber is a very, was a very good player, right? But he wasn't as good as them. Was he as good as them? No. No. So, if he can provoke those guys who are Hall of Famers, if he can every one of the guys I just mentioned are Hall of Famers. If he could provoke those guys into a tit for tat, if you're the Detroit Pistons straight up trade, okay? Both Larry Bird and Bill Ambeer are out of the game. You like those odds? Yeah. Both Bill Laimbeer and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar are out of the game. Right. Like those odds? Yeah. Both Bill Laimbeer and Kevin McHale are out of the game. You like those odds? Right. Both Bill Laimbeer and Chuck Barkley are out of the game. You like those odds? Right. Yeah. All right? Because one guy's a really good player. The other guy is an all-timer. Yeah. Okay? You know, several of the guys I just mentioned are on the NBA all-time top 50 team. Yeah. And that's what's going on here, folks. You're being provoked. And the, the point of this is to get somebody who's as brilliant and as important of a voice in our movement as Michael Knowles to go on Fox News and say something that can be categorized as dumb so that he's even now put, so, even if it's true, so that he now is put on the Fox News do not call list. Yeah, that's why we that's why we got to put the milk toast Republicans on. We, we can't put any actual conservatives on. They can't be trusted. They get us in trouble. That's the game here. The game here. Bill Ambeer is trying to get Larry Bird to throw a punch so that they're both ejected because they'll take those odds. Okay? This is an unwinnable argument. You can't win. And I don't know how many conservatives that fall for this have children of their own. Maybe that has something to do with it. Because if you have children of your own, Todd, how long will it take for you to learn you cannot win an argument with a child? (laughs) <laughs> well three no, seconds I'm, which is yeah, I why what I guess saying. what adults yeah. don't have we don't have arguments, arguments with children yes we don't have them because at some point even even your heavenly father shows up after he listens to your mansplaining and, and and lint in the navel gazing and says you know what man were you here when i hung the stars were you here when i slayed leviathan no then shut your hole and know your role because i'm god who the hell are you and I just summed up for you like the last 15, you know, or, or, you know, almost close to the last 15 chapters of Joe. That's pretty much what goes down there. At some point, you know, if your kids, if, if, if they're being respectful and they have a reasonable question and, in, and a disagreement, you'll listen, right? But inevitably, if you don't like their option, eventually you'll have to play which card. And I, I've done this with my own kids. What's my name? Dad. What's your name? Not dad. That's why we're going to do this. But thank you. And when you get your own home, you'll get to play that card. Because I've been a pretty good dad. I paid for all of this. So in the end, since I paid for all of this, and I think I have proven my worth as a father in that regard, in the end, if you don't have a really good argument other than I just don't want to have to do this, then guess what my argument is? The best one of them all. I'm dad. And you're not. The your reason you, don't have, you, win, you can't win arguments with kids is because adults should not have them. There's a million other things to go out there and clickbait with these guys. Why choose the most... You're starving, driving down a desert road, driving down a rural road. And, and, you're, and you've been stranded for miles. And, and you come across two things in the road. One, a deer out dead in the road. And it looks like it just got hit by a car recently. The other thing you notice is a down power line. You could a decide. You know what? I could do worse when I'm starving than venison, or I wonder what this down power line will do, and walk over there and tinker with it. Todd, what do you? What would you choose? Do you think?
3: Uh, I would not be
2: tinkering. No. We. Why do we do this, Aaron? How many things did you leave out of your montage you could have put in today? Um, oh, there's always tons of on, stuff and, on, and that on every day, right? Cutting
1: room floor. How, how
2: much? How much great comment content is there for a five minute segment on Laura Ingram's show tonight? You know, you get the get, get the band together. You guys all laugh and like we, like we and we do it here too, right? Are we are we are we short of that content these days? Eh,
1: no, no. And if we are, we can just make crap up.
2: And so why the hell are we are we chasing after down power lines? You have to have some discipline, folks. It's a losing argument. You lose it by having it. They, they want the shot of the straight white male arguing with the poor kid whose future, uh, who, who's, who's not a male. They want that's the, That is the shot they want. Why give it to them? I know it's immature. I know it's likely beneath the dignity of this office. And I know that I should not find it funny. But I'm going to anyway. (laughs) All right? Because that that crack back on Romney, I'm here for this. I'm here for this. Yes. All I can, I, I, I know I've said no a lot during this presidency. Today I am here to say yes. And again and again. Okay? You cannot re-rack that. And watching all of the the all the all the right people, the people on the left trying to end America and the people on the fake right who are fine with letting them do it. All the right people lose their damn minds in response to that last night. That was one of the finest moments of this presidency, I thought. And I, and I hope he stays on. I, I, I can't, I can't, if, if I, yes, yes. In fact, I'll even go so far as to say I loved his response to the, the, the gal from Sweden. I mean, I love I loved the passive aggressive reaction to that. It's good to see that a child is very hopeful about her future. I, I, to me, that's, that is the adult way and I cannot, you know what, can I just stop right there?
3: You're having a Cambodian smoking toddler moment right now. Aaron, you got that?
2: <laughs> uh, Here, here's a pretty good rule of thumb, okay? If Donald Trump is being the adult in the room, follow his lead. Thank you, Aaron. Is that, do you think that's a, do you think that's a fair assessment? If Donald Trump is being the adult in the room, just follow his lead at that point, right? Well,
3: I think that explains why he's president of the United States right now on some level.
2: Yeah, the um Aaron, when we have our next guest, I want that clip of Joe Biden. Okay. Okay. I, I'm getting to the point I can't watch. And I I really just don't think he's fit for office. And I and I don't mean that as a troll. I I just I don't that that's painful to watch. That that doesn't project strength. To the American people or the world on any level. And it, it's really clear he's fumbling for thoughts yeah. on a regular basis now. And he's paralyzed in that scene by uh, two
3: things. Yeah. He's both old and he, de- he doesn't want to be viewed as like, I can't get too close to her because if I touch her, then I'm creeping again like they keep telling me to. Mm. I mean, it's it's all coming together. That was very awkward.
2: Hey, you know those annoying robocalls that are offering you pre-approved credit cards or loans right now? Be very careful. That's how scammers are trying to get a hold of your personal information. Why? Because one of the, the, the new fads in the criminal underworld is what's called home title fraud. Every Ameri- most Americans, um, this will be the most important investment they'll ever have is their own home. And all of those mortgage uh, informations and, uh, and all of those home titles are now kept online in databases that scammers can hack. And then once they do, they make it look like uh, with your personal information that they have now uh, assumed ownership of your home, take out loans against your equity, they stick you with the payments, maybe even... The late notices the foreclosure notices there have been cases along those lines as well you know what um your identity theft protection which you should have cannot protect you neither can your bank or mortgage lender but for pennies a day home title lock will in fact right now home title lock is offering 60 risk-free days of protection at home titlelock.com don't go without this do not leave mo- most of you this would be the best and most important investment you'll make in your lifetime don't leave it as vulnerable as it is right now. In fact, go to HomeTitleLock.com right now and find out if your home's title has already been tampered with. 60 risk-free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. So when we come back here in a moment, we're going to talk to one of the last remaining journalists in America, one of the last people actually takes this profession seriously. And I want to know, if he, if he thinks I'm flaming, I'll, I'll take, I'll listen okay because I I really I I don't think he's fit for the office and we're to discuss that and where the race in Iowa stands and how that may impact the country next with a neutral objective observer stay tuned So losing your hair sucks, right? Well, what a lot of you may not know is the cause of your hair loss could be a hormone called DHT and now there's a possible solution. The FDA approved two hair treatment products that help control your DHT and prevent you from losing your hair. It's even triggered hair growth in a good percentage of guys. But until now, these products were very expensive. You even had to visit your doctor to obtain them. Well, here's the good news. Keeps offers the generic versions of those two approved hair care products. So not only are they up to 90% effective, but now they're totally affordable too with keeps you can save your hair without ever leaving your couch answer a few questions snap a few pics of your hair and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you then it's shipped discreetly to your door and i'll even get you a special deal to go along with it go to keeps.com stop keeps.com stop for your free online doctor consult and get your first month of treatments for free Keeps.com slash stop your first month of treatments for free again at keeps.com slash stop. So I mentioned yesterday that um, there was a reporter at GQ that pointed out, you know, all of a sudden on this Ukraine thing, Republicans who thought it was a bad idea for, uh, you know, those conversations in the Obama years about uh, Hillary investigations out on the tarmac are suddenly okay with you know you know, conversations on the phone to Ukrainian leaders and i i i wrote back to this reporter uh, at GQ magazine and said here's the problem with these sorts of angles you know because you know in philosophy we call this a fallacy when you when you make if you know there's a law of philosophy one end of an assertion to be true so must the other otherwise that's where you have a fallacy you're asserting something that doesn't hold up to scrutiny from the other side. So if, if, if that's true, then suddenly Democrats who are OK with conversations on tarmacs are now not OK with conversations uh, of a similar bent, you know, uh, between the president of the United States and the Ukraine, allegedly. And I, I wrote back to her. This is the problem with this era. No one really cares about the objective truth. Everything you accuse one side of the other side. Everyone says the same thing, does the same thing. They just switch the jersey. And she wrote back to me, well, that's why we need independent institutions. And I thought, you mean like journalism? You know, I'd never heard of her before, and she has a substantial following. So I went to her Twitter feed to find out a little bit more of this woman. And like the third tweet down was this fawning expose she had written for GQ about Elizabeth Warren. You know, about how she manages her time. I don't know, maybe Manny Petties. I, I don't know. But I mean, this, this was the stuff of a PR agent, not a reporter. And so, after I saw this, I wrote back to her. I go, you know, it'd be a sh- it'd be great, you know, if we ever had this like independent institution called journalism, you know, like this fourth estate that was freed up, you know, by constitutional liberties, where it could keep score, it could it could seek truth, hold people accountable, you know, in, in, as opposed to you know attempt to further their narratives. Wouldn't it be great if we had something like that? All right. Well, what we have here with us today, I, I'll just tell you, I think it's one of the last few people I know in this industry who actually still cares about. Um, you know the profession, and you may you may think that is high praise, David. It is. It also speaks to what has become of the industry we all started out in at the exact same time. <laughs> all right, so you know it's 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 high praise, but it's a backhanded compliment at the exact same time, my friend. How you doing, David? Yes, so good to see you. Good.
0: Thanks for having
2: me. So David has been on the front rows, front lines of the Iowa caucuses even far longer than I have been. And we had a conversation yesterday about the latest polling in Iowa and what it means here, because that's what really matters. I mean, if you're following national polls, we don't have a national primary. You need to find out what people in Iowa and New Hampshire think. There's a brand new New Hampshire primary poll out today that has Elizabeth Warren ahead of Joe Biden. And I want to get your take on this race, but I want you to hold me accountable, okay? Because... I think you've known me long enough to know when I'm trolling I'll just say so when when i'm tongue in cheek and i'm 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 pulling your pants down, I'll say so all right what I'm about to say, I don't say this for for effect i I really and I even said this to people in our audience because we got some of the old never Trump people that still watch and listen to us that would love for Donald Trump not to be the president next time around. I'm like, if if you're looking for a safe harbor candidate to run against Trump, you better figure out right now it won't be Joe Biden because I, David, I don't really think he's fit for office. I, like, I don't I don't think and, and there's nothing wrong with approaching your 80th birthday and and not having the same spring in your step you had you know, 20, 30 years ago, especially when you've had the tragedy in his life that he's had, when you have had such a high-profile, high-stress job for so many years. And we've all seen pictures of people who go into the White House and what they look like when they come out. You age in dog years in, in, in that position, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this is another clip that came out about what's going on in Iowa. And I want you to watch this. Watch this again.
3: Well, in Iowa, the unemployment rate is 2.5%. People say they are
2: employed in Iowa and their small businesses are growing. Iowa they picked were, they Trump were employed
0: by. They're employed before he got elected.
2: The president won by 10 percentage points in well, Iowa. I'm not
0: suggesting he didn't win by 10 percentage points. What I'm suggesting is he's not the reason for the unemployment rate being down.
2: But why should people want to make a change, though?
0: Well, that's up to them to decide.
2: Why should they? It's for them to decide. Well,
0: make your case.
2: I'm not going to. Look. So here's the thing. And I'm not asking you to agree with me. Okay. I'm asking you to tell me, am I out of bounds? Cause that, that looks to me like your great grandpa, when you just used to sit on his lap, you know, and, um, he was fun to listen to, but you also didn't think, I wonder if he's free to be the CEO of a fortune 500 company. I, 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 I don't think he can do this job is, am I, am I even, am I a terrible person for even suggesting this? No.
0: I, and in fact, uh a lot of Democrats have the same concern, um, and just like you didn't like to say anything bad publicly about your grandpa, mm-hmm. you still had those sure. feelings. Sure, that's the beauty of an American presidential campaign. Everybody complains that they're long and they're grueling, and they, they get bogged down in trivia. You really get to scrutinize people, and they get scrutinized. And you know, the the the, the television camera never blinks. As the as the saying goes, and people judge for themselves. They see a performance like that, they see other things. Um, and sometimes he's disjointed. And there's a there's a certain amount of it is that Democrats who I talk to say, well, that's just Joe. You know, that's mm-hmm. just good old Joe. He's right. a, he's a I cop. didn't
2: I'm not using the word gaff, okay? I mean, it was funny eight years ago when he said, Stand up, Paul, or whatever that guy's name was, he was in the wheelchair. This is somebody whose brain I, I use this analogy before, you know, I'm a big sports fan. It's watching, it's, 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 we're approaching Lee Corso on college game day. All right. Where he can't, the motor function, this isn't firing. He, he can't articulate in many cases what it's obvious he's trying to say. And, and you can see the blinking, the looks. Again, these are the kinds of looks that are, that's typical of an eighty-year-old man to have these kinds of struggles, but we're, this isn't a typical job that he's running for. No,
0: but I think a lot of Democrats will tell you they have the same concerns, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they don't like to talk about it because they like the man personally. He's sure, been a good Democrat, and a good public servant, uh, but no, that, and I think that explains some of what's going on here in this race. He t- starts out way ahead in the early stages of the of the game, but as the campaign goes on, other candidates. Are are moving up, or other some candidates are falling by the wayside, and the scrutiny on Biden uh, just becomes even more
2: intense. When we started talking about this on our show over the last few weeks, I, I predicted about a month ago that I thought Elizabeth Warren was the the most likely outcome if she would be the nominee, and the reason why is because of what I've seen her kind of um, uh, tear into Bernie Sanders' twenty sixteen organization in the state. Mm. Um, if you look at the date of the caucuses, February 3rd, so the colleges will be in session and her organizational pre- presence and, in, in uh, you know, at Iowa, Iowa state, Northern Iowa with this, with the school kids there, I think is huge. And then if, cause if she wins Iowa, she goes to a neighboring state in New Hampshire and says, listen, we, we wanted, we want this to be over so we can focus on Donald Trump. I've proven I can win the over the activists. If I win in New Hampshire, it's over right now. I think that's a pretty compelling case because the only reason Joe Biden's been the perceived frontrunner, other than name ID, is polls show that he could beat Donald Trump. And that seems to be the number one overarching you know, issue for Democrats right now. So what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, first of all, some of those same polls show him beating Biden, beating That's also also show Elizabeth Warren maybe not uh, as much, but setting that aside, that it's it's way too early for that. Um, Warren Warren's problem now is the danger of peaking too early. Mm -hmm. Remember President Howard Dean. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. and so she's she's doing well.
2: President Rick Perry, Uh, President Michelle Bachman, right?
0: And People who own you know you have everybody has you know flavor of the month. you called it, and I think Warren. Is enjoying that now. Now she'll take it, but uh, it, th- there's a caveat, just, it, and she's got to be aware. She's moving up in no small part because Bernie Sanders is fading. I mean, you talk about a candidate who people are saying too old. He's had his his term. Good old Bernie. Um, and I think some of that's at work here. She's consolidating that left-hand lane of the of the campaign. As Biden fades, there will be other candidates who attempt. To take over the centrist lane Bullock of Montana, some names we haven't heard too much about how are, big is that lane well there's a lot of candidates who who would like to have a piece of that i I, I think the governor of Montana is an example I mean uh,
2: I mean and, what I mean is uh, I, let me rephrase that how big is that road meaning how much how much traffic is in the in in the Democratic Party is on that road and, and i understand my definition of a centrist is going to be vastly different than the right. average democrat but but even with internally people in the other party that call themselves centrist how many people is that
0: oh i i can't i think it is a majority okay. of of the democrats but that's a relative term sure if you look at the history of democratic nominating candidates in iowa campaigns in iowa the quote-unquote centrist in the race often does well i'm thinking jimmy carter he had people out to hit in 1976 mm-hmm. he had people out to his left mm-hmm. um, and in every one of uh, Al Gore was to the right of Bill Bradley so it, it, Democrat the, the Democratic voter you mentioned college students right but you know a, a, a majority of them are over 50 uh, and uh, a lot of them are rural Democrats so the you forget the stereotypes um, it, it, the activist Democrat is, is not uh you know, a, a 20-something wearing a T-shirt. I mean, they, they are, within their party, There are there is a, a progressive lane, they call it. Mm-hmm. Liberal is a bad word for some of them. But progressive, a left-hand lane, and then there's also that centrist lane. And you're in a battle now. The the, the nomination race is a battle for who controls each lane. And so, as Biden uh, has a problem, other candidates are looking to, uh, to move into that. The same will be true with... Uh, Harris and Sanders. The 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 danger is the two of them get into it with each other, and they both lose, and some other left of center candidate could move up and come into that opening. Uh, that was uh, uh, Dick Gephardt, Howard Dean, John Kerry. If two, if in a, th- a three way race, if two candidates get into a bad fight with each other, the the uh, the outsider, the third candidate, mm-hmm. will win, and and that's what could happen here. You could have uh, Sanders and Elizabeth Warren in such a bitter fight with each other. It's not gotten that way yet, but it could. And that enables somebody like a Harris uh, to come into that that opening. So, so her her danger, and the other problem that, that Warren has now is the scrutiny on her will be a lot more intense. The higher up you get up, up the poll, the more people can maybe. see. Maybe. That, right.
2: That's true of the other candidates, but it, I think it's pretty clear. You know, and this is true on the right. Fox has its favorite primary candidates. He, he didn't earn the name Mitt Drudge for nothing in 2012. I mean, Matt Drudge turned his entire website into an in-kind contribution to Mitt Romney's primary run for the nomination. But I think it's pretty obvious Elizabeth Warren is the, is the, is the, is the national left media's candidate. I think they resurrected her I mean, her opening was a bomb with the with the Native American disclosures and then the self-parody that was, hi, Fortnite, and let me get my husband a beer. Those are the kinds of things in this viral era you almost never survive. She's actually flourished in spite of them. And I think, and, and for me, the tell was- the tell was when in the in the second debates, when Joe Biden said this whole Medicare for all thing, basically talking about Warren and others, that Warren and Sanders want, it sounds great here, but the numbers don't add up except it, for anybody that doesn't live in New York and California is what he said. The, the fact that you didn't see MSNBC, CNN, and all these other left media outlets immediately go to follow up on that narrative and to fact check her numbers or indicates that that's she's their candidate. you', you They're not going to fact check her any more than Fox News was going to fact check Marco Rubio last time. That was their candidate last time.
0: I think I think that's been may have been true. Uh, I think the, the the media scrutiny on Biden has been withering. it It, it was a gaff watch. Mm-hmm. It has been a gaff watch. It is a gaff watch. Uh, the, he is the front runner. The scrutiny just gets more intense. I, I I think you know you Elizabeth Warren may or may not have gotten a pass. Uh, or or even be the, get a support from a lot of left-of-center media. I'd have to think about that, See, But what I know is the scrutiny is going to get greater. You're already seeing it. I'm talking about just since in the last uh, few days since these polls come out. Well, how's she going to pay for it? I mean, the, the front-page story on Bernie Sanders and how he would pay for his programs didn't start mm-hmm. until he'd established himself as a real threat to Hillary Clinton. Then the scrutiny will get more intense. So... She may have passed the scrutiny on, on her Native American gaffes, but the cost of her program, that's a real issue. Inside the Democratic Party, for example, Medicare for All, Affordable Care Act with a public option. That's sort of the, the, the shorthand for that debate. And so the scrutiny of everything, she, and she has a plan. She, you're right, she's a policy wonk. She's got that stuff out there. And that's going to get a lot more scrutiny as this campaign goes on.
2: Something I, I, before we run out of time, I got to ask you about that. You mentioned the last time we were here is, is are there signs of what could happen in a swing state like Iowa in a general based off of what we're watching transpire in the, in the democratic caucus? Because obviously we're the blaze. So most of our viewers are the vast majority are going to be Trump voters. Right. right. And the, and the clue you gave is you wanted to see how rural Iowa was responding to the Democratic candidates. you remember that? You said that last time you were here, you wanted to see what kind of energy level, crowd level were you seeing in rural Iowa? You know, we had 33 of those counties that Barack Obama won twice, that Donald Trump won in this last presidential election that he flipped. A lot of those counties went against him in this most recent midterm. What are you, so it's been several months since we talked to you. What are you seeing in rural Iowa, the energy focus organization of Democrats out there?
0: Well, I think among Democrats, the, the rural Democratic electorate isn't the same as the rural general election. Sure. Okay. Yep. So I think that...
2: Let me rephrase that. Are, are Democrats drawing rural voters because it is an open process? Are they drawing them in uh, to their caucus process as crossovers?
0: It's something is independence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Trump is not doing well with independent voters. He's he's still in good shape with the Republican base. The one crack, one thing that's really changed, I think, Steve, since the last time we talked is... And, and it's it's a thing for... it rural voters, farm, farmer voters, are starting to feel that the Trump administration really has broken its promise to them on ethanol and a thing called renewable fuel standards. Mm-hmm. We've got to have more ethanol, but there's going to be exemptions for some refineries. Well, Trump says he's for ethanol, but then he starts granting these exemptions to the point where Senator Charles Grassley said— the Trump administration screwed Iowa. That's the senator's words. That mm. is as strong a language as I have ever heard sure. Chuck Grassley use. Yeah. You have Senator Joni Ernst saying, we need to get it in writing. Get it in writing. this That's lawyer talk. I mean, you clearly, and coming from a Republican. So I, and, and there have been uh, published quotes from corn growers and people in that industry saying, you know, Steve, I've, I've lived in Iowa all my life, of exception of seven mm-hmm. years, and I can't think of a worse thing a politician could do than break a promise, break their word to a rural voter. You know, this is the coin of the realm, the handshake. Your word is your bond. And if, if rural people start to feel that Trump is, has uh, has broken his word, uh, he's in, he's in real trouble. Will they vote democratic? Maybe not. Voters in that sense tend to stay home it's early a lot can happen, uh, but I think there's been some there's some cracks in the rural armor do the
2: tariffs has. tie into this or do they oh, yeah. or do they, they understand that they think they understand what he's trying to ironically, do
0: ironically, I think he's been okay with them on tariffs are uh, they're not happy about it it's uh, it, but I, they it has, see
2: a master plan basically.
0: right? they yeah. understand it is time to put an end to the Chinese theft mm-hmm. of our intellectual property. Mm-hmm. it's a problem all over the world. They don't like being the people who bear the burden of that, but this latest thing um is um has has really a lot of, has a, a lot of them feeling uh, bad. Now it's a long time between. It's over a year until the general election, sure. uh, and you've got a lot of talk about recessions and. Um, just keep an eye on uh, GDP and the the mood of the electorate, and and we'll talk about the general election sometime when I'm on here.
2: Absolutely, David. It's good to see you as always, man. We got to do it again soon. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll come back hour number two. We're gonna have Pop Culture Tuesday: Fake News or Not. Next. Stay tuned. <laughs> We're back with hour two, live and on demand here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. If you're wondering why you're struggling to meet some, some of your weight loss goals, you know, it's great now that you're you're taking exercise and activity more seriously than your failed attempts in the past. But it, it's still the majority of, of what happens. Exercise, metabol- boosting that metabolic rate, getting active helps. But the majority here of the formula is what you're eating. All right, and and you may be thinking, I, I I just can't get my cravings under control. I can't get my portion sizes under control. Well, you know, your body was made to crave and conserve calories, because it's really only been in the last hundred years or so in all of human history that food was readily convenient to the masses. Right, and um, with that being the case, now it's a good thing there's something in your body. God put it there. It's called OEA. It's a signal that goes from the from the belly to the brain to let the brain know when the belly is full. But when you've been living the way we have uh, for so many decades now with food convenience and sedentary lifestyles, it's a little bit like those first times, few times you try to get up and exercise after you know being sedentary for so many years. It, the muscle memory just isn't what it used to be when you were younger. And the same goes for your OEA. And that's where Riduzone comes in. That's all it is. It's not loaded with chemicals, additives, uh, preservatives, caffeine, stimulants. It's just OEA, FDA accepted, vegan friendly. Gluten-free. Why? Because all it is is the OEA. It boosts the OEA with more OEA to help your belly say, yeah, we're satisfied and help you control your cravings and portion sizes. If you want to give this a shot, use my name, Steve, as a promo code and get 30% off a three-month supply right now at RidUZone.com. That's RidUZone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. Gentlemen, before we get to fake news or not, you have any thoughts on the conversation we just had with uh, David Yepsen, one of the last few serious journalists left in America?
3: Well. It's fascinating because on the one hand you track with him exactly, and then on the other hand you're like, I can't even imagine the world you're talking about. When he was talking about Elizabeth Warren and her now potential frailties as a front runner, that yeah, she's she seems to have risen to the top, uh, but now she's got to hold it, and we're a long way out. And he said, "Remember President Howard Dean." I, that's exactly how I feel uh, about her. But then when he's talking about the, this I, the centrist lane that you followed up on, I, I like that conversation. And Michael Bennett. What other names? Bullock. Things. I'm, I. I can't even imagine. Amy Klobuchar probably yeah. fancies herself well, in that lane. Maybe she's the closest person I consider even being remotely relevant. The other guys, they are white males in this part. I just can't imagine it where. But I mean, I respect David Yipson's opinion uh, uh, to the end of the road. So it was a fascinating conversation. So well, we go, go ahead,
1: Darren. No, you go ahead. So we haven't really. We haven't really um, spent a whole lot of time parsing or dissecting, and maybe it's because it hasn't really warranted a whole lot of time, because I think this was just a preconceived notion that we've had from the very get-go that maybe one, because of name ID, or maybe two, or a combination of the two, um, uh, uh, the second one being, you know, he can actually beat Trump. We just have been assuming that that's why people... have been supporting Biden and why he's had so much support and has lost so much support recently because of the gaffes uh, at all, what have you. Maybe one of the reasons, and I may be crazy here for saying this, maybe one of the reasons that Biden up to this point has had so much support is because of that centrist lane. Now, I'm not personally, I'm not convinced that there is that big of a centrist lane in the Democratic Party of 2019. But I'm not so totally convinced that these couple of preconceived notions we've had about where Biden's support is coming from Mm -hmm. and the motivations for them are actually true now. Maybe it's just because he is you know maybe it's because he is not crazy i'm not convinced of that yet but i think that was probably the most interesting thing that stood out to
2: me well remember when he when he launched and he got a big polling boost but it was far bigger than anything i'd ever seen or anybody forecasted i actually brought the point up that you just did at the when that happened yeah, I earlier that. the when was that late spring maybe and i asked are are, are we underselling because again don't overestimate or unnecessarily underestimate your opponent. Just estimate. Okay? Don't overrate, don't underrate, just rate. Right? Take your opponent at face value. Let you know, I'm not I'm not saying, you know, if you find out your opponent is something different or better than you had hoped, stop trying to defeat them. I'm not saying that. I'm saying find that out now before they defeat you because you ignored that when you still had the chance to sure. make a, 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 an adjustment. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay, so um I asked that question when I saw him go way when he was getting into 40% in in 20 team fields that that's not going to just be name ID that that's going to be a block of people that are like finally some freaking sanity here we we had some of these conversations before yeah right and See what I think has happened with him and and you know we mentioned Sanders tanking in an Iowa poll, the Iowa poll this week the New, the New Hampshire poll that's out right now he's at 12% in New Hampshire that's I think I I think I think he's teetering and what what what's left of Sanders base are just people that are soviet style socialists like just being just being leftist progressives the, the folks that do want to go to moscow for their uh, for their faculty meetings and not Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, I mean, that that's what's left of, of Bernie's support. And I think what you're seeing now with Biden is now that the name idea is wearing off, he has two bases of support left. Black voters in the Democratic Party. And that's almost entirely because of the eight years he spent as Barack Obama's vice president. Okay. And the rest of it is, is you know... With Bernie's, as Bernie withers, you're going to find out how many, not, there's a lot of socialists in the Democratic Party, but how many Soviets are there, right? How many people want to relive Animal Farm? You know what I'm saying? Whatever, when 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 Bernie's done, we're going to, you're going to soon find out as his vote can, gets whittled down, how many people are just, con, con, um, you know, uh, convicted on Sovietism. Similarly with Biden, as his vote continues to diminish, it's going to get withered down to... Black voters who are largely not engaged yet. Why? Because Iowa and New Hampshire are the first two states and they have overwhelmingly white populations. So there's not a huge organizational effort going underway right now among Democrats organizing their black voter base because the first two states they go are overwhelmingly white. And if you suck in those two states, you're done. You're not getting to South Carolina where there's a huge black voter base. Okay, so that's part of the reason that black voters aren't engaged yet, largely in the Democratic Party. They're not being they're, they're not present all that much in Iowa and New Hampshire. Second is you're going to find out what's left of, can we just get a sane candidate that can beat Trump, please? Can we just do that? And that's what's going to be the left of Joe Biden's base when this is all said and done. People that are just like, you know what? I thought he was my last chance, as you like to put it, a safety school. I thought he was my last chance at, at sane. And now I've got to figure out, do I hate Trump enough to go with this level of crazy? Does that answer your question, Aaron?
1: It definitely does. Yes,
2: and and that's why I thought before it became obvious, and I really did think there was a chance that David was was going to shut me down that I was going too far and saying he was unfit for office. That's why I asked him because I trust him because he's an adult and he's mature and I know he's telling me the truth and I want because you know and he didn't tell you his his opinion was different. He told you I'm hearing from the ones who matter. Yeah, yeah. Because listen, I don't I don't. I I deeply disagree with Joe Biden's view of the country, but I'm I'm not out to destroy him on a personal level. I I don't I, I I don't need to hate the people I disagree with. I don't I don't I don't need to hate the people I'm trying to vehemently oppose. I don't, you know, you know, while I while I was his enemy, while I was a sinner, Christ died for me. There's a certain compartmentalization that goes in line with a Christian worldview. There, right acknowledging that I am your enemy and that I deserve hell, you die for me nonetheless. Does it change the fact I'm your enemy? Does it change the fact that I deserve hell? No, but you did it anyway. Compartmentalization is part of the Christian worldview. The whole hate the sin, love the sinner thing is, a, is an act of compartmentalization. Dis, you know, Disagreeing with people's beliefs and thoughts and actions while loving them holistically as an individual, forgiving them, while holding them accountable for their actions, these are all, the, the Christian worldview is ripe and is rife with distinctions and compartmentalizations. Why? Because it, it in and of itself, it's a relationship and people and relationships are complicated. They're not algorithms or formulas. We're not robots. We're not constructs. We're not straw men. We're not all one thing or all one thing or the other way. Okay? So I I, I don't, I don't need to go after Joe Biden's faculties to beat him. I'm bringing up Joe Biden's faculties because I don't, I don't, I, I, I really don't believe I, or at least at the very least I have serious doubts. He can actually do this job. And I wanted someone who I know was an adult who has, who's, who knew me when I was filing photos and swabbing the poop deck in the Des Moines Register newsroom. So he has no, Uh, he has, he has no, um, illustrative view of the Steve Dace brand or show. Okay. Um, you know, in fact, when I first started at the register, it was during, it was, um, soon after was the 1995 Iowa straw poll. And a buddy of mine went there to, 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 uh, for, you know, for our Republican candidates. And then afterwards, we got invited. Phil Graham was running that year. We got, as activists, we got invited to go to Phil Graham's birthday party at the mayor of West Des Moines' house. And uh, I don't even know if David remembers this. Uh, I was there, and an AP photo uh, a- AP photo guy takes picture of me getting, uh, having a conversation with Phil Graham as an activist. And so that ends up in the Des Moines Register newsroom. And David, you know, it was our chief political writer at the time said, Hey man, we can't have our news assistants (laughs) posting photos with the candidates, you know? Um, So, you know, I I knew, he knew me way back then. I knew that if I was way out of bounds here, if this was a cheap shot, I knew he'd tell me. That's why I asked him. And that's why I didn't prep him ahead of time that I was going to ask him. I wanted to show him, Hey is this out of bounds? and when he's telling me other Democrats are talking about it, no, it's not out of bounds. You know what I'm saying? Totally That's yeah I, I, there's plenty of areas where I can disagree with Joe Biden. I don't have to destroy him on a human level. his issue the, the, the fundamental issue disagreements are, are good enough. but on a very human level and and I think I've proven on this show if the if the shoe was on the other foot and we desperately wanted to beat blank, and this was the perceived frontrunner man, I, I'm the guy that I haven't voted for the Republican nominee in 15 years. I, I would, I'd be sitting here right now telling you, folks, I know the polls are telling you this is the guy that can beat Democrat blank. He can't. That guy can't do the job. You've got a few months to figure out someone else who can do it. Better know that now before you get into the middle of July. And it's pretty obvious that he's lost his fastball. So um, I also think, we have to make sure that we define your uh, define your opponents with the labels that they perceive themselves as, more so than you and I. Because when we hear talk of a centrist lane of the Democratic Party, our our initial I inclination roll. is to eye roll, scoff, belly laugh, okay. PR pants, laughing, right? Uh head desk. You know what I'm saying? Pick oh, your yeah. pick your favorite, you know, GIF. Okay. Uh or the Jonah Hill. You know, like there's no such thing. But as we would define a centrist, there is no such thing. Political parties are largely relative constructs. Okay? So if if you're comparing Joe Biden to Elizabeth Warren, who's the moderate? Who's the centrist? Joe Biden. Joe Biden is. Now, is he in and of himself a centrist? We would say no. Correct. But in the relational construct of him versus... Kamala Harris him versus Pete Buttigieg him versus um, you know, Tom Steyer, who's the centrist or Cory Booker, Joe Biden is Mm -hmm. right. And I think that's, how David was defining that term. Does and, that make sense? Well, yeah. And when you think yes. about the caucus process as you've described it, the
3: whatever, the 60 to 70 year old lifers who have, he said, how do you put it? The, the core of this party is not a bunch of in 20 year olds wearing t shirts yes. in Iowa. Yeah. These people have been doing this for a long time. They have affinities and relationships for uh, directly with
2: the he, lifers. He's of Joe Leonard, Leonard Boswell types, is what oh, yeah. he's describing. And they
3: know yeah. these people. They've shook hands with them and certainly with their people. I mean, they've been, they have connections activity that
2: goes back decades you have you've got to honor that on some level yes and and that's that's the base of people that joe biden was trying to tap into and that's why i don't know that you'll see him drop out of the race unless there's a true beyond senior moment but at a moment that it's just, we go from painful to okay this you know what i'm saying you know that where it's just it, it, it this needs to stop now because I don't see another candidate in the race right now. I do think that's still probably 15 to 20% of the Iowa caucus vote, what he's describing. Tell me who's the candidate in the race right now that goes into all those rural, white, on cultural issues. They might be more liberal than us, but they largely don't care. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they don't go and vote on abortion and gay marriage. They, they kind of don't care. They just they think government ought to do for people what they can't do for themselves. We know all kinds of people like that in a place like Iowa, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me if Joe Biden were to go away, tell me who is positioned right now to swoop in and, and, and accumulate those people. I don't know who it is. I don't, I don't, for example, those people are not voting for Elizabeth Warren until they have to. You agree with that? In a lesson until she shows yet
3: another side of her and I didn't think she could morph like she did consistently so far so but that would have to See, happen I think
2: again. I think I think she just went to who she is now I agree I think, but I she, think when she, but she when, had to learn that when the she hard was way. when she was trying to be likable was the morph yeah I think now she's the xenomorph right now now she's you know the the heads actually come out of the me, out of the organism and this is the actual alien All right. This is the face, the fist shaker. This is the, Mm -hmm. I hate to keep using this analogy, but I can't come up with another one. This is the feminist club at the Wellesley School for Women. This is who she's always been. I think, I think the attempt to be relational was the morph. I think now she's just like, I'm, I'm kicking this thing old school here. Okay. So I don't, I don't know who in this race right now, is it a, it, it, Uh, Because I I don't see anybody other than conservatives taking Tulsi Gabbard seriously in the room. In fact, I had somebody who knows her come to me and say, hey, would you mind talking and meeting with her? Well, I mean, I I wouldn't mind, but I I, I can't help you in the Democratic caucuses. Yeah, to what end? Okay, to what end? Unless you're going to switch parties or something, then what is the... So I don't know if Joe Biden were to go away between now and February 3rd, I don't know who would take those voters. Now, could a Kamala Harris reboot herself and say, "You know what? I tried playing this game and it didn't work. Control Alt Delete. Someone has to be the adult." Have you guys seen this clip I shared this morning of this guy who looks who comes up to her and says, "I'm hurting. I'm dying. I can't believe it," and oh, yeah. she's like trying to console him like a therapist. Have you seen this? Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. It's it's it, yeah yeah. So, nature abhors a vacuum, which is why. Until someone else, if you're wondering on the Republican side, why are they letting Joe Biden just deteriorate like this? Well, until someone arises that can accumulate those voters, he's the only place for them to go. Someone someone else has to be credible in the Joe Biden lane. See, when's the next debate? I don't know. Do you know? I'll look it up okay. real quick. Well, if, if it's soon enough,
3: if, if he tries to go after Elizabeth Warren... Since and he has and he's tried in the past and it hasn't gone so well, but he does again and it's embarrassing. See, this is a way I think he may be out uh, sooner uh, than Iowa because perhaps even Barack Obama says, "Listen, there's a lot of people out there who are tied to you by nostalgia uh, and won't go to Elizabeth Warren unless they have to." And listen, Joe, they have to, which means you need to take another one for the team. And I'm sorry, but it is it is time.
1: Middle of October in Ohio. See, yeah, I
3: mean, there's plenty. There's plenty of time for him to be embarrassed enough to realize he's got to get out before I yep. But there's also plenty of time for Elizabeth Warren to realize I, I totally I pl-
2: agree. Listen, I, I don't think she's a good candidate. I don't. So I, I But that's see, but, but but yeah. someone has to win and I don't know who who takes her down. It cannot be another white straight white male. The other non-straight white male candidates, you know who could kind of if he well He's an amateur. But if you had someone, if it were Senator Buttigieg, and he was more politically defined, experienced, polished, and was more better at the game than he's playing, I, I, I knowing some of these rural communities, I could totally see, because we've lived here, I could totally see a guy, you know, just as people wanted to vote for Barack Obama to claim they weren't racist, I could totally see these exact same communities voting for him if, if if he were more of a centrist Democrat while being gay. I'm a veteran. I'm not nuts. You know, I fought for my country. I don't believe we can. You know, medic we can't do Medicare. He's and he is trying to do some of that now. It's just he's he's it's it's obvious that he's the he's the junior varsity team. Yeah, you're not you're not going. I don't care what your intersectionality score is. Yes. You're not going from the mayor of South Bend to president. You're not okay. But if they if he was more if he was a lot of the same candidate he is right now, but was was better at it a few years in in advance, then I could see him swooping in and taking some of those Biden voters where, um, for lack of a better description, when he goes to rural Iowa, he's less gay and he's more veteran. Does that make sense?
3: Oh, it makes sense. But the reason you're even bringing up Pete at all, like I have been allowed is because the answer to your question, like who else? That's been there from the Eventually beginning. Eventually, somebody this, has to take I mean, advantage we, of we it. We saw this large field of 25 yeah. or whatever, but we've been thinking that this whole time. We never thought this field, even even setting aside our conservatism, we never thought this field look as strong as the conservative field three years ago, did, did we? We always thought this was a pretty weak field, all in all, for having that many people in the pool. So that's why the answer to who else is a guy even as limited as Pete Buttigieg. and. and-
2: when we say a weak field, we're not talking about whether we agree with them on the issues. We're right. looking at them as profiles of candidates. One of the problems the Democratic Party has, and, and this is the double-edged sword of when you have a centralized, strong leader. Okay? When you have a centralized, strong leader, that person becomes a lightning rod. Um, and when Barack Obama left office, the Democratic Party was in tatters. I think there's only, what, 16 or, is it How many Democratic governors are there right now? I know it's not more than 21. And that's after a decent election in 2018. I mean, they they were decimated, their ranks decimated statewide. That's your farm team, right? That's that's where your 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 next generation of governors and senators that are your next generation of candidates comes from. So that's why you've got this. You when you when you forget the throw out the ideologies and the and the belief systems. When you look at the resumes. The collective resumes, I mean, Lindsey Graham, we, see, we think as a, on an individual level is a joke, and he is. He's also, though, been a major figure in American politics as a U.S. senator for 25 years. He's a recognized figure. He couldn't get off the ground when he tried to run for president. Scott Walker might have been the most electorally successful Republican governor ever or in modern times he could not get off the ground meaning you may not like these guys you may not like their values or agree with them on the issues but their resumes are beyond dispute there were several candidates like this i mean a candidate everybody laughed at Uh, jim jim gilmore former head of the republican national committee former governor of virginia is that a lightweight to you no he got laughed off the stage in this primary laughed off the stage and that's what you're touching on, yes. is, is there's, a lot, there's a lot of players here, but, but there's not a lot of all-stars. There's not a lot of people that, you know, their resumes stand on their own. There were a lot of people like that in the Republican side. Again, you may not have liked them. You may not have thought that you agreed with them on the issues, but you did not deny the gravitas of their resumes. There's a dearth of that on the Democratic side, and part of the reason for that is when Barack Obama left, the Democratic Party was in tatters. It was decimated nationwide. They had very few governors, particularly very few governors from purple or, 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 or red states. That's one of the reasons why my pick was Warren's nominee will be Roy Cooper in North Carolina. That's one of the few governors they have in a, in a semi-swing state that's proven any crossover appeal at all. They, they as a party have been were largely relocated to the 15% of counties that Hillary Clinton won. There's not much of a Democratic Party in Iowa, guys. There's not. Now, when, when I started here in 2006 in politics full-time, they ran Iowa. They had, they had nearly, a, they had, they, I mean, there were only 18 out of 15, out of 50 uh, state senators were Republicans. They had the governor. They had nearly 60 seats in the Iowa House out of 100. But their ranks have been decimated here as well. There's, there is not much of a Democratic Party in Iowa right now. <clears throat> and that's that's true in a lot of these swing states, and that's why a guy like the guy that you know won in Wisconsin this last time, he, he could have he could Tony have never Evers. yeah he could have never gotten the nomination ten years ago because he looks like every Marxist Democrat college professor Republican stereotype right he's, he's a male Elizabeth Warren yes yes that but they were they 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 were down to the nub man of candidates. I mean, there's talk of the the um, I can't remember her name. The, the governor of Michigan, my old home state.
3: home No, no, Jennifer. the new one.
2: Uh, that because um, there's talk of her being a potential running mate candidate for the Democrats. She's she's two years out of the state legislature, guys. Is a Gretchen Whitmer or something like that. Is her name? don't even know they're uh, candidate I mean they' their their internal workings are really depleted and so that's why you got a lot of names and that's and and but you don't have a lot of of gravitas and that was kind of the yeah, point that exactly. you were making there all right um if you want to take advantage of plunging mortgage rates as well as a booming economy Before you go into the real estate market full bore, make sure you're lined up with a real estate agent that you can trust. You're gonna find them at realestateagentsitrust.com. You're going to find an agent. Before they get listed there, they have been fully vetted to be proven to have a successful track record, uh, that, that to understand what professional courtesy means, meaning they return calls. They try to accommodate your schedule as much as they possibly can rather than sticking you with stuff at the last minute. And, and people have more of a marketing plan than just holding endless open houses that nobody attends, okay? That's lazy. So if you want to find an agent that you can trust, go to this website. Real estate agents, I that's real estate agents. I All right. Um, that conversation went longer than I think we thought we've got a killer pop culture Tuesday and fake news or not. I don't know that we can do them both in the next segment. Correct. We can try, but it's unlikely. So you guys know what's coming hmm Although, Aaron, you might know more because, Todd, you weren't here when I hinted at this on Friday. So, Aaron, which one of these two do you think we ought to prioritize when we come back here in a minute? I think we
1: need some pop culture.
2: You want to prioritize that? Yeah. Okay. All right. And I think that's a good idea, too, because you've already been pretty wonky. Yes. In this episode already? Yes. Right? Um, so let us not become um, the Elizabeth Warren of Blaze TV and remember that every now and then it's okay Uh, To have some crossover appeal, Mm -hmm. uh, and and to not be uh, wonkish the entire time.
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: One, so let's make we got two minutes. Let's make one last point on this then, and we'll put it to bed. Okay. The fact that when I asked when I asked Yepsen if if Biden implodes, who comes in, and and the name he gave you was a governor of Montana that nobody knows. To me, that's a hint that. Biden may implode like Jeb Bush implode imploded, but Jeb Bush was still here through New Hampshire, right? Meaning that Biden may implode, but if there's no one else that can take those voters away, he's going to be in here through Iowa and New Hampshire. I know you're on the record predicting that you think he's going to drop out, but I I think it's going to take even more of an obvious health issue to get him to drop out, just simply because there's, I don't know who else is those voters can can get organized behind if he were to go away. What are your thoughts?
3: I understand. I guess maybe I'm just betting on whatever shred of dignity he has left. how, How big of a joke do you want to go out on after that career? And he's a proud man. He's, I mean, he's still out there. Every time he gives the uh, "I'll beat him like a drum," that's actually I want to give Joe a hug. Like you know, because a guy. It's adorable. Yeah, a guy like Donald Trump needs to hear that every. I mean, uh, when we remember, we used to talk about how it would be appointment viewing if, like, old Joe and and uh, Trump would be on stage together, and it would be rough on Trump. But that's not Joe anymore. What, what, it just what, makes me sad. What, what, Joe has, has changed
1: become, since the start of this campaign even. Yeah. I mean, he has completely changed since even the start of the campaign. Oh. I mean, it is it's it is obvious that the rigors of running for president have just completely... I, changed. I thought his campaign launch havoc.
2: was about perfect. And, the, and this is another... Re, what you're hinting, what you're talking about is why I don't think he can do the job. Because you're watching him deteriorate over time. I mean, when, when he talks about, I'll beat Trump like a drum... I mean, it sounded serious eight months ago. Yeah. Now it sounds like right. you're sitting on Uncle Rico's lap when he's 70 and he's still talking about how he can win the, he, he could throw the ball a mile and win the state championship, yeah. right? You know, when he, when he gets up and he's on a cane and he needs a walker to help him get to the urinal.
3: Not right? to mention the rigors of having to lie about supporting
2: transgenderism in prison. You know, yeah. I, he can't- I can't believe he thought he was going to have to get into this and talk about exactly. stuff like this. Yeah. All right, Pop Culture Tuesday is next here live and on demand on The Blaze. Stay tuned. Hey, if you're one of millions of Americans struggling with chronic pain that comes from inflammation in the body, relief might be one starter kit away. It's called Relief Factor. I use it on a daily basis and will absolutely swear by it. What I love the most is it's 100% drug-free, even though it's a formula created by physicians who can prescribe drugs, who understand your body is more than much, much more. It was meant to be much, much more than a randomly evolved vat of chemicals. It was created and one of the things the creator did was give it the ability to push back against inflammation. And what Relief Factor wants to do is unleash the body's ability, natural ability, to do that. Four key all natural ingredients. And they're so confident in this product. And having been a user now for several months, I can see why. They're so confident in this product, they're offering it to you for a dollar a day for three weeks to see if this is the relief you've been looking for. What do you have to lose for a dollar a day? 20 bucks. That's it. Go to relieffactor.com. Try the starter kit. You've got nothing to lose except maybe, finally, hopefully, the pain at relieffactor.com. All right, gentlemen, we are going to forego fake news or not at Aaron's recommendation and go to Pop Culture Tuesday. This is where we look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. And this week, one of our listeners, Todd Saffel, has provided the content for us. If Democrat presidential candidates were sporting events. Now, neither one of you have seen this list, correct? All right. Nope. So we're going to get your reaction to this individually. Okay. I'm game. I think there's some great stuff here. Joe Biden. Jim Joyce's blown call at first base that cost Armando Galarraga a perfect game. He was so close. Oh my goodness.
1: That's... Yeah.
3: I love the brutality of that because that's what... Yeah.
2: Oh, yes. And Joyce was... A, that, that happened in my Tigers. Yes. Okay, So I, I know the play very well. Joyce was so apologetic afterwards. Mm-hmm. Couldn't you see Uncle Joe when he drops out after New Hampshire? Couldn't you see him being like, Guys, I really tried. You know, I, I did my best. You know, I, it just wasn't good enough, and I'm sorry. Oh yeah, could you see him doing yeah. that? Yeah, like Jim Joyce did, even. But the,
3: I, I can see that. But it's even more that there's the, 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 American tragedy. Forget again. Forget what you agree or disagree with him on the America. That it's going to end up like this. I mean that that should have been an opportunity for. I mean, heck, almost half of my instant replays in baseball probably stem from that. I mean it's just ugliness who, who's who, is it denkinger Don Denkinger yeah.
2: denkinger from the 80, 85 Royals. World Series yep. I mean that, that his whole we, career was known by that right we, we
3: dissected that play in umpire school about, Did you? yeah why that happened and yeah the, when and your
2: name gets turned into a verb in your own industry it's either really bad yeah. or really good either way it's historic yeah
1: Aaron what do you think you like it uh that is definitely apropos just because of the the, the lack of the the lack of the the faculties of that um, umpire, and just completely ruining things uh, when what should have been a, a great moment—it mm-hmm. uh, was all because oh. of one guy's lack of faculties and and not really being present.
3: And Steve, you keep saying the word uncomfortable with Joe Biden increasingly. Again, as a as a baseball fan, when you saw that, you you were uncomfortable because you knew yeah there were, you a, a, you knew there was you couldn't pull it back. You and the no! more and the more repentant
2: that Jim got. Yeah. The more uncomfortable
3: it became yeah, I I because
2: know. I know as a fan I'm spo- as a Tiger fan I'm supposed to be screaming yeah, and yelling yeah. at him and, and 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 it was uncomfortable to watch, you yeah. know, just his acknowledgment like I'm never going to recover from this professionally. Yeah. Even this well, is my I, last this is this, I'm going to be known for this the rest of my reaction. life. Every
3: reaction Colorado's I mean you know when the hair on fire crazy Colorado was like uh,
2: y- we we
3: will never be able. He didn't. He didn't go nuts at all. Even in the moment, he's just like, D- I can't believe this just happened.
2: This is cosmically unfixable. I remember recovering from my only surgery so far in my life. Home from school, and doing work from school at home. Watching the '86 World Series with the Mets and the Red Sox. Oh, Buckner. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's how the? I mean, they, obviously they celebrated, but those guys of Bill Buckner. We forgot how good of a player he was. Oh, he's a great perennial All Star. How many of those guys were like, as Ray Knight is coming around third for the winning run, I think it was him who scored the winning he run, was. right? He was. As he's coming around third for the winning run, how many of them, though, were sitting there thinking, dude, that could so easily be me right there? And, of course, you're celebrating everything, but at the same time, you're like, I really would like to have won this, like literally any oh, other way. Because, because these players are a fraternity, and they know what that guy never lived that down the rest of his life.
3: You know? Agreed. That's a great remember, uh, memory because I still remember I, I'm in that moment where I was, what yeah. I was doing, thinking, and it's Mookie Wilson who just hits. This I was in the shopper. guest bedroom.
2: Yes, I was in the guest bedroom on our house on Royal Oak Street in Wyoming, Michigan, a suburb of Grand Rapids, home from a football injury surgery, uh, doing my homework, uh, very uncomfortable sitting up in bed watching that on the TV in
1: the guest bedroom. That's where I was. Someday you'll have to uh, remind us what that injury was. I don't
2: think you want to be reminded, do you?
1: Oh, I think our audience would, but that's for another day.
2: <laughs> that hey, I'll put it this way: it's why the wife agreed I didn't have to get a vasectomy. We'll leave it at that. All right. Yo. I mean, I've, I already had the one scrot maximum uh, surgery. Pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice. <laughs> uh, Bernie Sanders. Todd writes: 2002 Major League Baseball All-Star Game final score: National League seven, <gasps> American League seven. A socialist dream scenario. <laughs> Let's not even comment nope. on that. That uh, that stands on its own. Yes. Yep. That's like walking up to a Picasso and you're like, I'll buy it, right? Okay. Yes, they on a perfect game. Elizabeth Warren. Terrell Owens cries defending Tony Romo. Can you say awkward? Her campaign can. That's my team. That's my quarterback. That if you're wondering where I've said where I've used that before. And uh, uh, that's that's what he's talking about, is Terrell Lowens having a rant about Tony it's Romo.
1: Incredibly, uh, like like Todd said uh, uncomfortable, but it's also you know it's completely an act and completely disingenuous. Hello, Fortnite. Thank you, husband, for being here. You know it's yes. it was yeah, it's that kind of now.
2: May I get you contrived, a beer?
1: Contrived. Yes. yes. So
3: yeah. that's where it was, and that's where I think it has Agreed. a good shot of being again. It, it was but right there. now? Yeah, right there. What is it's not. It? I
2: agree. Okay. This Kamala Harris reference was right on the money about seven weeks ago. Okay, Reggie Miller scoring eight points in eight point nine seconds to beat the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals. She's a stone code killer, yo. That was, we thought that's what she was. How about Jeremy Lin? That's a better, that's what it turned out to be, right? It was a thing for like two weeks, right? Yep. Yeah, and then it's, now it's not, yeah. Pete Buttigieg, I love this one. Lane Kiffin keeps failing up. Why ruin a midsize Indiana town when you can screw up the whole country? That is a great one. If you're a college football fan, that, yep. yes. Yeah, that that's a great analogy. Cory Booker. Tyson bites Holyfield. Always looking for an outlet for all of that rage. I, I will accept it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I could see Cory Booker biting somebody's ear off.
2: If he thought it would get him a vote. Yep. I it's, think, I think we don't know or probably don't want to know the depths of what Cory Booker is willing to do to obtain votes. All in favor? Sure. Aye. That's not even a gray area for me. That, that's like... That's, that's this a, is a conviction,
1: th- not a position. Yes, yep.
2: that's, a, that's an R-rated moment. That's an R-rated line of conversation we will not even entertain on this, on this program. Okay. Uh, Amy Klobuchar the creation of the WNBA. Yeah, apparently it still exists and at least a hundred people care.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that, that last part brought it home for me. Absolutely.
2: You ever wondered like the person who's responsible for doing all those hype videos for the WNBA and ESPN What's or the it? production assistants. I want, you ever wonder if, Hey, when you, when you first apply to ESPN, and and they bring you into the campus on Bristol and and you're like, man, I really want, I want to be the graphics, I want to be on the graphics team for, in the, in the, in the, in the imagery team for Monday Night Football or the, or the, or the college football playoff. And they're like, well, slow your roll, kid. We're to start you modestly and see what you got. So you're on WNBA duty
1: first. Yeah. I think that's how it works. No, yeah. It's like, I mean, the, the second, you know, hype video that they put together for the Minnesota Lynx, they're like what has my life come to? I guess I'm going to go out and buy a, you know, a Toyota Corolla sport now. Uh, That's, (laughs) that's kind of what that is.
2: Or, or, or or they could be true believers over there. And like, you can't, you can't get into the WNBA imagery division unless you own a Prius. Right. Sure. Like, I mean, I, I I think either, I could see knowing the culture of ESPN. I, I think it could be either one. Like they could view this as, as, as missionary work, you know, to the intersectionality cause or, You know, they're just uh, they're just given the double tap, politically correct double tap. And and that's where you begin in order to eventually work your way up to the sports people care about.
3: And they're always they've been the redheaded stepchild of commentary. But I think they deserve a little bit of credit because they do stay in their lane. uh, And we 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 learned based on women's soccer, how refreshing that is, I mean, they just know, like, this is, we're never gonna be, we can't sit there ranting and raving about being equals with the men in the NBA, like, you know, because and yet the women in soccer do, because the men in the USA soccer suck, so we're, so, I, it's, I think it's time we just, get, we, we give point. them a little grace like, it's in like, the WNBA. Like, and I
2: only know this name because, you know, she was a force of nature at Baylor, and I'm familiar with Big 12 women's basketball, because I the Iowa State women's basketball mm-hmm. coach is an old friend of mine, uh, Bill Fenley. When Brittany Griner was there, right? Okay, like I have, you know, you would know more. Athletically, you could argue Megan Rapino is a better soccer player than whoever is the best player on the men's team, just as a soccer player. No one's no no one believes athletically she could hold her own, but just purely in terms of soccer, okay? Meaning the skill set relative to the level you're playing at, right? No one in their right mind is going to say Brittany Griner is a better basketball player than, um, you know, whoever uh, is Kevin Durant. No one's, no one's going to say that. No one would dare even entertain oh. that notion. Okay. And, and you were being
3: generous and kind, but no one should be saying that about any women's soccer player either. Right.
2: I, well, I totally agree with that, but, but you, I have your points yeah. still
3: standing. Yes.
2: This one is really good. This might be the best one yet. hurt's up there. Beto O'Rourke. Chargers draft Ryan Leaf second overall. Lots of early promise that doesn't end well. You had me at Ryan Leaf. That's a great analogy. Fantastic. Uh, Julian Castro. Baltimore Colts leave for Indy. When the grass is greener on the other side of the field, let's just call them undocumented Indianians.
3: Eh. That tried too hard. I think that tried too hard. I, I thought it was yeah. going to be
2: great too, yeah. because that guy deserves just pillaring Okay, this is the best one. It's perfect, and it's not necessarily funny. Maybe you'll think it is, but in terms of its, it, it's it's on point. Tom Steyer, the rise and fall of the USFL. All the money in the world couldn't <laughs> yep. keep it going. Yep. yep, absolutely. So, do you guys remember who the? the big owner in the USFL was. Do you remember? One of them was Donald Trump. It was Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say he owned the New Jersey generals that brought in Herschel Walker yeah. and Doug Flutie. That's was why, that the team that he owned. That's why Herschel yeah. Walker still talks so highly of Mr. Trump. And here, you know, people forget that, um, Trump in many respects kind of was the USFL similar to how, you know, in a lot of respects when you own the Dallas Cowboys, you're the NFL. I mean, there'll be times you disagree, but in the end, you're invariably, when you're the Cadillac franchise, you're invariably going to get your way more times than not, right? People forget, and maybe, did you know this, Aaron? The USFL won that case. Yep. They won the antitrust case.
1: And I actually remember how much the settlement yeah, was.
2: Trump was adamant to take the NFL, because the whole thing of the USFL was to similar to follow what the AFL did.
1: Yep. All right, which is to
2: create enough competition that you then go after the NFL for antitrust and the NFL agrees to some form of a merger. That's what the, that's what the AFL and NFL did. Okay. Um, And that was done. That was also done with the, there was another competitor uh, that attempted to try this uh, in the late, in the early seventies, the world football league, Larry Zonka went and played there and some other stars did for a while for more money. All right. So they you know Trump and the u s f l did win that case. the n f l was found guilty in federal court of antitrust violations so so, why did the league collapse because the total damages they were given was one dollar. Did you remember that?
3: I remember the what Aaron said the one dollar damages yes, yeah.
2: yeah, they won the case that the n f l was was guilty of antitrust law uh, violations, but they only were given one dollar in in remedy. And that's when the league collapsed because that they lost all of their leverage to negotiate. And and this has worked before the ABA did this to the NBA. That's where teams like the, you know, um, San Antonio Spurs came from and places like that. Um, You know, so this has been a winning strategy in the past. And that's what the USFL was trying to emulate. Here's the last one. He says, everyone else in the democratic field, the 1964 Olympic men's five K biathlon. We all know that it happened. But no one really cares.
3: The five
2: K
1: Wow, that's obscure. That's a poll. That is a poll. Yeah.
2: I gotta tell you, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's ten of these. Only one of them we thought was 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 yeah. off target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a couple of them just were a little bit out of date. Who know he probably sent this to me like a month ago and it's just been buried in my inbox. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah, Todd. Yeah. That's I mean, really good.
1: Todd, Todd is a cool dude. He actually goes to my church. Uh, oh, you know this guy. Uh, we only actually interacted for the first time this Sunday, even though we've been in a class together for the last five weeks. Uh, but no, we just, <laughs> he's a. <laughs> oh, that's so God, that's so smart when, when, dude, Hey, though. no, that
2: is dude. When I say <laughs> that guy that comes up to you at church and says, I'll be, I'll be praying and, for you is not, that's what I'm talking about right yeah, there. Okay. Yeah.
1: No, he's, he's a good guy.
3: But you are you are like all those Babylon bees that says, like, it does not like greeting time, a secret passage out before you have to shake hands or things like that. This is you, Aaron?
2: Uh, well, yes. Well yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the Babylon bee headline this morning? I don't know. Did I? Joe Osteen launches no. new pastoral clothing line yep. called Sheep's Clothing. Yep. <laughs> oh, my. Yep. And I get one of these every day. So let me use this to reiterate the Joel Osteen thing over my shoulder. That game is a gag gift. All right. A a friend of mine who works in, in a national ministry of a, a national apologetics ministry. When we got this show, he sent this to me as a gag gift because he had mentioned once before that there was a Joel Osteen board game. I did not believe it. And so he sent me a copy and our opening show. We actually played it on the air. And it's everything you would think it is. It, the whole game is driven by um, acquiring wonder words. Do you guys remember that? Yep. Like these, essentially, they're like Stuart Smalley affirmations. You know? <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the whole game. Yeah. So I, get, I, I just got another email about this like an hour I ago. Know. I get one of these every day. It's a, it's a gag gift. But here, So why do I leave it up there? It, it's to test you guys. I'm encouraged that I get so, yeah. I am encouraged that I'm getting so many of you pushing back on the Joe Osteen thing. That that brings encouragement to me, okay? because it makes
1: your heart happy.
2: Yes, because it shows there is, there's some discerning discernible spirits still left out there in the audience. All right, final thoughts, gentlemen. Uh, by the way, for the overtime today that we're going to do, we're going to talk about, because it looks like, you know, they're born on Capitol Hill. We're going to get an impeachment, it looks like. Just there's nothing else to do, Okay. So how we're going to talk about any potential exposure liability for Trump on this Ukrainian thing from an from an impeachment standpoint. That's what we're going to talk about today in the overtime if you're a Blaze TV subscriber. Nothing to do, just wait, you know, use your Blaze TV subscription, wait for it to get posted later today. If you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, blaze slash dace is how you can become one and if you use that URL and you'll get a chance to get a subscription at a discount blaze tv.com slash days. All right, gentlemen, any final thoughts here? we got about a minute left.
3: Well, when we get wonky like we did today, and it was fun, uh, we're probably going to be more and more wonky. Stop! Don't think of it from the lens. We'll talk about it, uh, about you know, Trump versus them, whatever, but mostly Well, you really need to be thinking about how they're talking, what they're saying. What does it say about conservatism and its ability uh, to uh, take it on? And is it even coming close to meeting that threshold? I think that's what you should be asking yourself all the time.
1: Yeah, and this really helps us as well, as you've reminded us, Steve, a couple of times here in the last few days about three-dimensional thinking with the other and with your opponent. Know what you believe, know why you believe what you believe, Mm -hmm. and then know why others believe what they believe about. What you believe. I got that kind of mixed up, but you get the picture. Yeah. You got it right.
2: Oh, did I? For the most part. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly correct. Yeah, close enough. You gave your best shot. (laughs) John 3 17. This is Steve Dace
1: on the Blaze Radio Network.